Chuckle Duster podcast. This is number four. Number four already. Yes. Yes. And today, the only people that are brave enough to be on, well, I was going to say on camera, but we're only on kind of an audio recording piece thing is myself. I am James Hamer Morton and Joel Mellinger is with me. That's correct. Yes. Joel Mellinger coming at you like Cleopatra. Now, as you're very well aware from now, um, yes, we we like to make up a little bit of a fact at some point during the podcast. And we'll see if the other person figures out that the fact is fake. The fake fact. Yes, that's what we're going to do. I've um, I've got several um, uh, fake facts with which to mess with every single one of your brain cells, James. OK, um, I mean, one would be great because if all that you say is complete rubbish, then it's kind of pointless. Well, see, that's kind of how I live my life. Um, just I try and say as much as I. Oh, I know we can bleep that out. It's fine. It's fine. Say as much bleep as I like throughout life, and then I just see if people believe me and um, if it advances me in any way. Well, well, let's hope that it does advance you, especially today. Yeah. So this podcast is about the number four. So we're going to start by talking about some of the things to do with the number four because it's the fourth podcast. Jolly good. Okie dokie. That's a that's a very good. Um, well, I was going to mention something with number four already, but I don't want to sort of go spoil. for it. No, go, 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 please. Well, I was just going to say I went to a, a wedding on the 4th of July uh, this year. OK, that's really interesting so far. The audience is riveted. Well, OK, yes, it was a wonderful wedding uh, down in Dartmouth. And uh, I felt there was something special about being uh, in a British wedding on the 4th of July and the uh, the brother of the groom... Of course, Independence Day. And, and the brother of the groom was dressed in a Stars and Stripes suit, which I thought was rather splendid. Uh, he, is he American or was no. it just bad taste? No, no American. Just, just, just paying homage to our cousins across the pond, he was. That's an interesting one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought so. That's all I've got to say on the matter. OK, the rest of the podcast is going to be me talking. Um, <laughs> so four, four elements, right? <gasps> right. I'm talking the big fours now. So you've got earth, water, fire, wind, heart, if you're watching Captain Planet. Yep. Uh, it's very interesting that we talk about the elements, you know, earth, wind, fire. And, and, and what was he say the other one was? Heart. Uh, no. Water. Water, of course. Earth, wind, fire and water hearts. Um Whereas, you know, you've got the four elements and then you've got the periodic table, which is just jam-packed oh. full of, of, of elements, isn't it? You know, so, different elements. Yeah. So what we say the elements, I, that obviously is like the word predates, you know, chem, chemistry knowledge, doesn't it? People finding out that, you know, you've got hydrogen, helium and all these amazing things. Um, and they just went, ah, oh, the elements, you know, um, they just but said that, that, that because they're the elementary parts of things aren't they they're the the elements that things are built out of yes absolutely and i suppose um linguistically uh we still use you know the elements of uh of a good omelette for example are Mm. uh you know eggs parsley uh maybe some nice uh country ham cheese of course you can't have a you can't have an omelette without cheese i mean breaking eggs disrespectful it is disrespectful uh, well, uh, there might be some vegans. That, no, probably vegans probably don't touch omelettes with a barge pole, do they? Probably not at all. The whole basis in eggs is probably a reason. Yeah, eggs. Well, they might like the parsley. Okay, so they've got an omelette which is just parsley. Just parsley, chopped parsley on the plate. Delicious. Oh, yum yum. 
So elements, evidently we've got different words being being meaning different things, but sounding the same. Do you know what that mean? That's called. Um, what a synonym? What no? Uh, 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 on, no, hang on. Wait Ooh. for it. Wait, so what, what you mean like weather and weather? Yes. Uh, what you said? Two words that sound the same. Ah, yes, I know the word for this. Anyone uh, at home guess this? I, I, I don't we know. Oh God, what is it? It's a homonym. Oh, a homonym. Wonderful. Okay. Very, as I have heard that, I forgot that. Brilliant. Wonderful. This is, you are learning. So when I said four elements, elements is a homonym. Yes. And I guess four is a holoman. Holoman? Hologram. Holographic miniature person. A holomin. Four, because you have four, the number four. You have four, um, if you're playing golf. Ah, actually, that's a good point. Did you know where four came from? Well, fore and aft is it now? And this, we, we, this is a, a linguistic um, sprint around the dictionary. This isn't it? You got fore in front and aft is behind. So, does it come from fore? Uh, the ball's in front, in front of me now. Is Actually, that... it came from Scotland. It was, um, and I, I want you to say the word fore in Scottish. Fore. Okay. Right now, say the word far in Scottish. Four! Oh my goodness! So the idea was apparently its first recorded use is in 1881 in the British Golf Museum. Okay, <sighs> so it's at least that old, right? Right. And so obviously it's dangerous if a golf ball is flying around. And obviously yes. back then they didn't have, you know, such restricted uh, kind of course areas. So what they would do is they would shout far if the ball was going far away, like way down the course. Right. And then when the English heard it, they assumed that their accent meant that they were shouting for the number, so it just stuck. Well, that is fascinating. Do you know, I'm on my way, I'm going up to Scotland on holiday uh, this summer, and um, I'm going to try and manipulate people I meet into saying the word far, and uh, seeing far. if it sounds like, yeah, seeing if it sounds like they're playing golf. Yeah, well, there you go. Of course, that is my fake fact. Already? I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. It's my fake fact. The truth. The truth. Actually, it, it did come from Scotland. Um, yeah. And yes, its first recorded use is in 1881. However, it was literally, yeah, beware what is before. So like, I was is... right. You were. You were. <laughs> but you would have never thought that. No, and I would have gone around. Had you not told me, I would have gone around correcting people. I should have. I should have not told you. You should have done it. I would have, I would have left a trail of befuddlement. Befuddlement. You. I oh, got so, away with my fake fact. I can't believe you rocked out your fake fact so early on. Well, to be honest, I did have it easy because um, I was expecting to talk about four in golf. And so I'd already planned the fake fact, which makes it less improvised and more. I'm just being an ass. Right. OK, so I'm really going to have to. I'm going to have to work hard. If you want, I'll try and slip another fake fact in there just to try and, you know, give you a chance. Well, yeah, but that's my, my competitive nature. We'll just try and get another one in there. So, <laughs> you know, um, we'll see. We'll see. OK, so you another know. another homonym. Right, another homonym yeah. fact. Yes. Right? In Chinese, do you know why the number four is unlucky? Um, I don't. I. I don't. I am loving the fact that Chinese, num, like Chinese language, has been. A, there's a solid through line of discussions about the Chinese language through these podcasts. They have popped up well, in every single one, and I'm really liking that. I think that's true, but that's because in the previous one, three is lucky because it means alive. 
Yes. So four is unlucky because it means... Um, don't tell me. I'm guessing some, some kind of opposite of alive, but I mean, everybody knows there's no word for that. Um, uh, I'm just going to have to... Um, does it mean um, snooker? Yeah, it does, actually. That is... That is another homonym for it. Oh, yeah. my fake fact. No, it actually means death. Oh, my God. I never saw that coming. You would never have expected that. I mean, no. your linguistic skills leave a little bit to be desired. I thought uh, they were great. As anyone who's seen you on stage How will attest dare to. Uh, I'm obviously joking. I'm you obviously are. joking. Yes, that is why it's unlucky, because it sounds... The, the Chinese word for four sounds similar to the Chinese word for death. Oh, Really? Which basically means it's like us going one, two, three, death, five, six. <laughs> Imagine if they're sort of, um, you know, taking it in turns to do something. Then are there people literally running behind the other person and pushing them forward? Going, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Going, I don't, I don't want to go there either. I'll die. Go, come yeah, on. Yeah, that's, that's because just... you said pushing them forward. Oh, farward. It's a far word. It's a far word. That you That's have when you to use a driver. <laughs> That's, when, That's when you use a driver. Very good. Very, you are on fire, sir. Very good. Thank you very much. One of the elements. One of the elephants. Oh. Uh, anyway. You know when you actually said, when I say elements, what do you think of? I was going to say, well, you've got your Indian element uh, <laughs> as well as your African element, but I didn't get a chance to get it out quickly enough. Said the, your pink element. Yes. I'm out of elephants. You're out of elephants? I don't have any more left. Oh, right. Okay. I actually, I once, I was in a school play when I was, I don't know, 14 or something. And I had a line. I was playing this detective and saying, I can't remember. It was The Real Inspector Hound by Tom Stoppard, I remember. And the, um, the line was, outside surrounded by the elements. And I accidentally said... Outside, surrounded by the elephants. elephants. Yeah, and we were performing that in front of the rest of our uh, year for was a year ten year, and um, they hated it. They hated every single second. They hated the fact that they had to watch a play. They hated the fact that the play they had to watch had people from their own year in it, and they hated the fact that um, the play was clearly written for people who were 25 years older than they were. Um, and they hadn't been listening to anything. You, you know, it's rubbish. But what one line that I got wrong <laughs> made 200 year 10 people erupt, erupt with laughter. And every I'm glad time... you said with laughter. That would have been a whole different story if they'd all vomited on you or something. Oh, right. Well, no, I mean, it, you know, at least it would have been a reaction. But... Yeah. Uh, Yes, uh, every uh, people kept saying surrounded by the elephants to me for about a month, which doesn't, you know, I look back on it, it doesn't seem that cutting. But in, in school days, that was quite, uh, quite difficult to live with, you know, you know. I'm going to be honest, I feel like this is your origin story for how you came into comedy. Well, do you know, it's funny you should say that because I was thinking about this the other day. I think one of the reasons I, I like doing comedy is because it, it you can control when people laughed at you. <laughs> Maybe the same thing for me. Maybe. Yeah. You think, well, rather than them laughing at you when they choose, you go, well, if I make you laugh at me, then I'm I'm winning. I am the master of your laughter now. Yes, exactly. So that's laugh. possibly. <laughs> oh, crap. I did it to myself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's cool. So um, when I say to you a four letter word, what does that mean to you? Uh, f***. Uh, sh- 
what else is there? No, that's five. Um... So for our audience, when they hear a four-letter word, they're going to think beep. Well, yes, they're going to think a series of beeps. Um, but yeah. when you think about it, swear words, right, they're not, they're not all four letters. I know a no. lot of them are, but they're not all four letters. And there are other four letters. So why, when I say a four-letter word to you, does that instantly make you think of a swear word? Well, I imagine that somewhere along the line, there were, there must have been a conversation where somebody had to allude to some... Oh! No, no, I'm thinking of Expletive Deleted, which came from the Watergate tapes. In the transcript of the Watergate tapes, the expression Expletive Deleted kept appearing <laughs> um, on the transcript because they couldn't... I mean, I think it's ridiculous that, you know, CIA operatives or whoever was looking at this transcript was so sensitive they couldn't handle a swear word. Um, what, was that like Bill Clinton going, I'm going to try and do an impression of Bill Clinton now, by the way? Go for it. Uh, actually, how the hell... What the hell does Bill Clinton sound like? I, I'll, I'll have a go. It's going to be okay. terrible. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Monica Lewinsky. That wasn't that good. <laughs> no, that was fine. Now I've remembered what he sounds like. I can do an impression and actually get my joke in. And, okay, gonna, go for and then it. I'll just cut this middle bit and it'll just sound like, you know, it's perfect. Well, don't cut my bit, you... you, you, you <laughs> expletive deleted. I can do whatever I like. <laughs> you really are a four-letter word. But that must be where it's come from. Somebody wanted to say, and... And then, Marjorie, what happened was he came in and he said, well, I, I don't like to use the language, but let's just say he used a four-letter word. Oh! Yes, I know. Can you believe it? Four letters, Marjorie. Four. That's violent talk. Well, it's not only violent, but it was very... Um, <clears throat> uh, six letters in nature. Holy sh! I know, so tell me, James, where does the uh, four-letter word come from? I don't know. That, that's what I was asking. Oh, right. OK, well, then I'm going to say... I mean, I mean um, it was back in, uh, when Monica Lewinsky had sexual relations with that woman. That man. That man that who happened to be Although, president of the United States. Now they've started calling everything something gate, haven't they? Right? Yeah. After Watergate. And Watergate was the name of the hotel, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an actual hotel, the Called... Watergate Hotel. And now everyone uses gate as if it's like a suffix that you can use because this is just normal, when really it's just because the hotel was called Watergate. Yeah. If, if it was like the Marriott, it would be like, oh, it's the something Riot scandal. I know. It's, just, it's very odd. I, what other gates have there been? I mean, there was Camilla Gate. You know, the scandal of all these um, all these people that call you up and say, um, yes, I think there's a problem with uh, Windows uh, on your computer. Oh, yes. Um, I know someone who that happened to. Yes, go all on. All these telemarketers. They, that's now like a, it happens so much that it's now a scandal. So they call it because it's like uh, they're charging people for it and they're invoicing them for all this money that they're not supposed to be taking. So they call it Bill Gates. No way. No, that was a, that was a joke. That was like Oh, sorry. I I totally Bill Gates. Had, Bill Gates. Yeah, no, you got me. You sucked me in 
like a, a vacuum, like I was a piece of dust in So your... what you're saying is you fell for yet another fake fact, but this yeah. one was masquerading as a pun. Yeah. And I was expecting a raucous amount of laughter. I mean, everyone at home laughed. They got, they got it. They understand comedy. Yes, true. I just scratched my chin and said, tell me more. Yeah, um, my, you know, obviously there was the one recently um, which were involving the high-ranking uh, politician, cabinet minister, uh, arguing with the policeman um, at, at Downing Street. I'm looking forward to this. Do you remember? No, this is not a gag. But um, I, I, I'm actually forgetting what they, what they, what kind of gate they called it. What do they call it? Oh, pleb gate. That's it. Because they, he said I called him a pleb. The policeman said he called oh, me okay. a pleb. I've so heard they, of pleb gate. Yeah, they called it pleb gate, and I was. I think they missed a trick. They should have called it gate gate, because it was an argument about the gate at Downing Street about he wasn't allowed to take his bike through that gate, and so the argument was actually wasn't really about pleb. It was about it was about a gate. So never again will there be a gate gate opportunity, I think. Well, it's like the end of the usual suspect. Spoiler warning: when <sighs> um, when he kind of walks off a bit weirdly, because you could arguably call that gate gate. Uh, well, yes, that's um, yes, gate G A I T, which yeah. is another homonym. Homonym. Back on the homonyms. You do realise if if there's anybody here that uh, that actually goes to school, they've probably learnt more in this podcast than they will at school today. I've learnt more in this podcast than I have in my entire life. Okay. And that's weird because I'm actually educating 50% of this. <laughs> yes, but at least you know when you're making stuff up. Not always, James. I um, <laughs> I get that very confused, yes. Okay. Um. So... Uh, Tetris. Where? Oh, right. Yeah. So, you know, the, you know, the video game Tetris, right? I, I was watching oh, this, yeah. this speed running gaming marathon, which I think is really awesome. They do it for charity like twice a year. And they do this, this kind of Tetris grandmaster thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's basically the fastest Tetris I've ever seen. If you are by a computer right now and can YouTube, uh, I would uh, YouTube SD. Uh, sorry. It's, it's, uh, it's summer games Careful. done quick. <laughs> So it's SGDQ and then just type Tetris afterwards and you will see the most incredible Tetris playing ever. But the reason yeah. why I suddenly thought about it was why why is it called Tetris? Cuz Tetra is Greek for four. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh and these are four-sided objects? Not all of them actually. Some of them have got five five or six sides. Well, no, no. All of the all of them have four blocks in it. So Tetris ah. was the Greek for four, mixed with the word tennis, which was the creator's favourite sport. Right. And does it actually come from Russia, Tetris? I think so. Yeah. Because the 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 theme music is very Russian, isn't it? It is. In fact, it's an actual Russian folk tune. I think. Is it? I just realised we've just spent like 20 seconds of someone's podcast singing in their ear the Tetris theme. So you're very welcome to all you listeners, because now that'll be in your head all day. Yeah, very good, very good. What have Block Party and One Direction got in common, oh. other than outstanding music? <laughs> Block Party and One Direction are the same record label. No, there's four of them. Aren't there five 
One Direction. Not anymore. Oh, okay. That wasn't what I was talking about. But nice. Nice. Yeah, yes. There's only four 1Ds now. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, because Zane. So they're like 0.8 of a D. They're what, one eighth. They're 0.8 of a D. P- 0.8 of a D. Yes. Oh, that's very good maths, isn't it? Um, has, has nobody else ever thought, ah, oh, 1D? Just to me, thinks it makes me think of 1D. <laughs> Uh, she loves the D. I'm now going to think that. Um, I'm not sure um, incurring the wrath of One Direction fans <laughs> on this podcast is a good idea. How many uh, Chuckle Duster fans do you reckon are also One Direction fans? Um, I don't know how many. I'm not sure. But the thing is, I've seen what happens when One Direction fans get livid about things on the internet. And it ain't pretty. Is one of us going to die? Uh, well, I hope well, we're both going to die at some point, James. What? Yeah. What? All things must pass. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> grow up. Okay. Yeah. Um, the uh, the actual link was that both of them named their fourth albums four. Oh. Well, Led Zeppelin, didn't they do their all their albums in numbers? I, I'm not sure. I'm just not going to Google something. Yes. Uh, and find out whether their albums were... Okay, they had, yeah, Led Zeppelin 2, Led Zeppelin 3, Led Zeppelin 4. There you go, you see. I had that ready in my you brain. Did. It was a fact. I Although I did... I shouldn't actually be fact-checking you in case you say your your fake fact and and then I'm like, aha, I've just Googled it. Yes. I'll just take you at your word unless I don't believe you. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yes. Interesting four stuff, though. <laughs> it, very I interesting four of, stuff. I just thought of foreplay. <laughs> oh, what's that? I've never heard of that. What is it? I'm so sorry for your wife. Really? As I said, we, we, we don't do sex after marriage. I, I said this no, in the first true. podcast. The continuity between the podcasts yeah. is very acceptable. Callbacks, absolutely. <clears throat> yes, yes. I've never had one of those. <laughs> <laughs> You've never had a callback. No, which actually leads us very nicely onto something that one of our viewers, Louise, wrote in. Oh, lovely Louise. <laughs> absolutely. For any of you that don't know, this is, might be your first podcast or something. If you want to interact with the podcast, talk to us, give us a question, a comment, anything. All you do is you tweet at us using the hashtag CD podcast. Mm. And we'll pick that up and probably put it in a podcast somewhere. Anyway, Louise, she asks, how do you deal with disappointment and surviving interviews and auditions? I, actually, I, I, I wanted to be funny, but I've never had a crushing audition. I would necessarily. No, no, I've never, no one's ever tried to crush me in an audition or I've never felt crushed. Too literal, mate. Too literal. Too literal. Um, yep. All right. Let's give her an actual honest answer. I'm so good. I've never had an unsuccessful audition. Is that what you're going to say? No, I wasn't at all. I mean, sometimes you're just not right for it, are, are you? You know, I mean, yeah, true. I think what it is, uh, when you go into an audition, you've just got to accept that some things you're right for, some things you're not right for. So, um, you know, you've you got to do your best and enjoy it and uh, let see what they say. And if uh, if you don't hear anything from them, don't feel crushed. Uh, it says it's like door-to-door salespeople. They say when every time a door gets slammed in their face, they say, "I'm one door closer to a sale." I mean, the argument there is they could have just skipped that house and they would have had less time 
with a crushing disappointment. But yeah, I, I understand that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, that, I mean, that would mean don't bother going to auditions, though, wouldn't it? I, I very rarely do. <laughs> I don't know. How, how do you, I... It's been a while since I've had a good audition. Although for me, personally, um, my best case scenario, because obviously when you get an audition that you really want, you know, like, oh, this could be an amazing role. I really want this. Mm. Then you kind of get fixated on it. Yes. So that when you don't hear back or, or if you hear negatively, which very rarely happens to yeah. hear negatively, they just don't bother contacting you, mm-hmm. um, is hopefully by the time you think that you haven't got the role, you'll have something else to audition for. So for me, my best case is but by the time you realise you haven't got something, you've already invested yourself in another audition. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's how I kind of deal with it. Apparently, who was it? Pierce Brosnan was offered James Bond when Timothy Dalton got the job. Did you know this? No. Yeah, he was uh, Pierce Brosnan was offered the job but he was contract uh, he was he had already signed a contract for something else and he couldn't he couldn't get out of it. He was doing something else. So he had to turn down the James Bond and uh, apparently he cried. This is your fake fact. Nope, this is absolutely oh! true. Oh! He actually cried. Apparently so. Um I heard that Years ago, I think my brother told me that, and I've never bothered. This was in the eight days before Google. I've never bothered finding out <laughs> if that's true. So, I, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna say that's what happened. Um, I might be, <laughs> I might be right, wrong, wrong. I, I'm, I tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a proper search. Pierce Brosnan cried. That's what I would have searched with. Yes. Okay, that's just it's a lot of sad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of sad stuff's happened to him, apparently. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Let's move <laughs> so on. I Let's move on. I can't find any proof in what you're saying. Well, no, that's what I heard. Uh, I mean, <laughs> now, of course, there's a lot of speculation about who the next James Bond will be. I mean, I'm up for it. Like, I'll do it if they want. I I would like to see you as James Bond, James. Um, well, you see, I, I, I would be fine with the name, because when people call me James, I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> yes, I, what? All right, sorry. When... <laughs> Normally, when you're playing a role and someone says, ah, Pelsa, my last role, mm-hmm. you you know, it takes a while before you're like, oh, 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 that's me. I've got a line now. Oh, I better say something. Oh, I better do it in the voice. Uh, obviously, all that time is wasted, wasted acting time. But, you know, yeah. it makes it look like you're very pensive I'm, actor. I'm amazed that you never managed to iron that, iron those creases out in rehearsal. But, you know, you still do that. In perform and not just once what's, in a performance. What's rehearsal? You do it in every scene. Every scene was says hello, Pelter. What? Who's? Oh, ah, yeah, sorry. Oh, uh, I... People thought it was a character trait that I was just a bit spaced out and a bit like oh. Yes, they did fall. John Cleese. John Cleese. That's the one. So knowing that we discussed the podcast number, I have a com- comment from Kevin here, Kevin? saying he's Hi, looking forward to podcast number sixty-nine. Ah, uh, I know. I I bet I know why. Why? Is that because he lives at number 69 um, on his particular road? And he thinks it'll be a podcast all about him. That's amazing. It's quite sweet of him, really. It is. But, I mean, we're probably not going to discuss him that much. I mean, maybe half the podcast on him, but... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, (laughs) it's not like we're going to fellate him while he fellates us at the same time or anything. Uh, Excuse me? I said it's not like we're going to fellate him... Well, he fellates us at the same time. <laughs> I mean, you just you just said the same thing again. I I don't know what you why would that be Fel- relevant? Fellatio. Yeah, why is that why is that relevant? M- mutual fellatio. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, on Kevin's road, everyone does it. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. But only at his house. Okay. 
Well, Kevin, if you give us an interesting fact about yourself, we might discuss it in podcast number 69. And then we can fillet each other. Oh, right, Joel, just... Oh, sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll leave it there. <clears throat> OK. Um, Becca asks, how useful is usually... <laughs> Becca asks, about fellatio... Uh, she really didn't. Um, Becca asks, how useful is YouTube as a platform for you guys, both as individuals and a group? Honestly, it's vital, isn't it? I mean, absolutely. For 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 Chuckle Duster, it has been uh, our, the way that we have managed to reach uh, people who would otherwise never have heard of us. I mean, we're just a small uh, comedy group in in London. hilarious, but small, yeah, small hilarious uh, comedy group in London. And yet, if you look at um, Facebook, if you look on their kind of the admin page, it tells you where some of your views are coming from. And we've got people in all over the world, haven't we, James? Well, take the live stream, for example. That was a perfect example of, of how many countries people watch Chuckle Duster from that wouldn't be able to be our fans if it wasn't for YouTube. Uh, and there's another thing that we love about, about improv. Um, when you film it, is it's not gone at the end of the show. Yeah. With a normal show, if you do this amazing show, only the people that are there will remember it. And they may not remember it for long. I know. So when you've got when you've got it filmed, we have that forever. That is something really nice. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's something quite lovely about improv being just this immediate thing that happens right there and then, but uh it is nice to kind of um keep it for posterity. Uh, I, I think it's nice to be able to... I don't sort of sit, spend much time watching the videos myself because I, that would be sort of narcissi narcissistic. Uh, no, it wouldn't. Uh, yeah, no, of course not. Of course not. But, no, 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 no. No, uh, but it is nice. It is, it's very nice to be able to sh share these things about. And um, uh, who asked, that, asked us that question? Uh, that was Becca. That was Becca, you see. And I wonder, would Becca have known about us were it not for YouTube? Probably not. So, I think that's probably the main thing. Yes. Uh, and it's also useful for us because then if, uh, if if corporations want to book us for highly expensive gigs, mm. uh, then they have an example of our work and it's all there. Are you so suggesting that we are available for corporate bookings? Of course. And it's remarkably good value for a comedy gig entirely based around your suggestions. Absolutely. Very little fuss, but lots of laughter. Is that our new tagline? Yes, I think it should be. It's probably uh, better than hire us, motherfucker. <laughs> yes, it's probably better for, it's quite, yes, yeah, good for corporate. Little fuss, lots of laughter. Yeah. The question also asked, uh, what, was, what is it useful, how is it useful for us as individuals? And personally, I find uh, my biggest use for YouTube, beyond all the kind of, oh, it's somewhere for me to put my videos, is for video casting. Oh, I see what, so yes, if you um, have to do a tape, that you yeah. are sending to a director. I, I find it quite extraordinary. I mean, this is, I'm moving on to say Skype now, but um, the other day I had an audition where I had to go up for part of an Australian. So we have a, a, a very good Australian um, close to our hearts. Um, Rolf Harris? No, 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 no. Oh, no, oh okay. Not him. We've, uh, we, we cancelled his Chuckle Duster membership. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Wim... Uh, is back in Australia. I'm very happy he, there. He is too. But I managed to have a Skype conversation with him and I got him to help me with the Australian that I was trying to learn. And I know that you, I could have just rung him up. You know, like we've had telephones for a long time, but there's something expensive about... Expensive telephones. Expensive telephones. Something being able to... We were just having a conversation 
they're looking at each other and there's something just really amazing about that i think it's just yeah it's kind of great you know and so yes you're right being able to send a recording of yourself and now you can make a recording of really decent quality just at your home and uh and send that off to someone it really is marvelous stuff even on your phone yeah even on your phone. of course youtube we uh we broadcast the live stream across youtube didn't we Ah, oh, that was great. I mean, you know, hats off to you. You did really marvellous uh, technical oh, work on you. that. And now, you know, we even get paid for YouTube. I think we've got like $11 for the hundreds of thousands of hits that we've... $11? I know. We can't actually claim them until we hit, I think, $60. Right. So keep hitting refresh, folks. No, I suppose we, we really do need to go viral. Our last question for this podcast. Actually, it's a comment. From right. Australia, from where we were just talking about. Nicole from Australia. Huh? You see, we have a fan from Australia, probably yeah! a friend of Wim. And if yeah. not, why not? Well, exactly, yes. Anyway, apparently they have a law over there, right? About just one. Be- just one law. The only law that they have to obey. They've just is- put it in. <laughs> is it is illegal to sing an obscene song. <laughs> that is... That is what Nicole says. And I looked into this, right? And it is actually part of this act called the the, uh, the Summer Offences Act of 1966. And it is illegal to sing an obscene song within earshot of somebody else. Oh. First offence is two months in prison. What? Which basically means Chuckle Duster could perform Psychiatrist every other month. Oh, yes. Uh, and have to have full rent and board paid for Yeah, uh, in between each rendition. Yeah, come out, perform a, another show, back to jail. Ah, but no, that's only for the first offence, you said. What's the oh, second yeah. offence? I think it might be six months or something. Yeah, it's not. It's a false economy, this. Then maybe we could get more fans in prison. That's true. Uh, well, I mean, I that's ridiculous because I've been to Australia and I loved it. It was just amazing and i can't wait i hopefully i will go back there one day but obscene songs are more common uh than poisonous animals in, illegal in australia like uh, general obscenities are uttered by anyone at any time there is no time when you are not allowed to swear in Australia. In fact... Well, maybe they've got round it by singing a song and then just speaking the swear words in the middle. Mm. Like, if, for example... I don't want to bleep this. So, if, for example, you would consider the word um, underpants to be offensive... Right. You might sing... I've just gone and put on my underpants today. Really? Well, no, I mean, I'm just guessing. Oh, right. Sorry. I was just once again, I was taking you at face value. Um, no, I was I was just guessing, trying to be funny. Oh, I, I see. Guess. Sorry. No, I keep you keep drawing me in, James. And I'm going, <laughs> that is fascinating stuff. I just trust you. I just trust you implicitly. Well, maybe you shouldn't. Um, do you know, though, um, interesting, the uh, word geezer in Australia this is, is made up is absolutely obscene. No, it is. What does it mean? If you say geezer, uh, it's basically the same as calling someone a c- What? It's totally true. I mean, considering we've got like a minute left of this podcast and you haven't made up a fact yet, I'm going to go, made up fact. <laughs> yes, it's a made up fact. Yeah. <laughs> Although if you know any Australians, call them geezer and they, they probably still will be offended. You know, I tell you what, it's, it is made up. 
But it, I was inspired. I was panicking because I thought there's only, <laughs> one, there's only one minute left. But I, um, when I was in Australia, uh, I was with uh, some, I met some lovely people and they thought the word geezer was an obscenity. So they didn't actually know because it's not really used. There are a lot of, you know, Australian uh, Australian slang and Cockney slang that sort of crosses over. But geezer was one they, w- they weren't sure about. And they, one of them used the word geezer. And then she sort of put her hand over her mouth like she'd said the worst thing, like she'd insulted my mother or something. And I kept saying, look, it's absolutely fine. I'm not I'm, I'm not offended. She was saying, I, I know you're not offended, but, you know, I probably shouldn't have said that. And I was like, no, you, it's fine. You can say that. Geezer is no, there's nothing obscene about the word geezer. Um, and it, she took some she took a lot of convincing. Maybe she was using it in the uh, in the homonym sense that the uh, there's a lot of hot water being spouted that's possibly possibly with an r i don't know why i said possibly that's possibly uh the exact truth well at least we're ending on a homonym absolutely so thank you very much for tuning in everybody remember if you want to suggest something or or a conversation topic for us to talk about or a question to us dusters then please or even maybe you want us to act out a specific scene a specific interesting scene between characters that we make up on the spot then all you do is you tweet at us hashtag cd podcast that's it and we may or may not do it yes wonderful 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 james it's been an absolute pleasure joel it has been my pleasure wonderful stuff okay then well until next time bye, bye. Homonym. Homonym.